Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. Thank you guys, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starfall or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Hollandale. It would be weird. I was, I was almost. You are. You were Hollandale. I was in. I was in Itabina. Itabina. Um, where yeah, my wife's so, family's from. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Always enjoy my time in the Delta. I'll be back there on Friday. High school basketball. It's that time of year for the. Uh, for yep. the- district championships and all that so the, that's all um, cool oh, we're way past the district championships my what, friend we're in the we we're in the almost we're about to be in the semifinals how much how many how many how many how many more games left to get to the big house uh we are going to the big house uh okay. next week okay okay the east webster lady wolverines punch their ticket to the big house they Very will nice. be they'll be playing the winner of heidelberg and velma jackson next week and the Starkville uh, Yellow Jackets are playing on Friday against Horn Lake for a chance to go to the Big House too. They've got to change that the same way they did with football and putting it in the because once the hump gets renovated, they need. Well, to they have, did. I don't know what happened. They need to have them at they, the hump and at the pavilion. They were. They were. They they were playing them at the hump mm-hmm. in the pavilion, and it just mm-hmm. stopped. Now we're going back to Jackson. I know, like. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of kids in the state, a lot of coaches have a soft spot for the Coliseum. I get I it. Get that, but like punching your ticket to the big house and stuff. But, but it's go just to an arena that actually you know suits the the moment. You know, so, yeah. I don't know. I would well, I would enjoy that. Wherever you are in our great state, enjoying high school basketball or whatever you're doing, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee every single day of your life. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your door. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you need. It's going to be a lovely weekend in Starkville. Maybe a little chilly on Saturday night when you're out there for that 5 p.m. first pitch under the lights at Duty Noble. Stop by College Corner, and if you're coming from the Jackson area, stop by there before you head to Starkville. Grab you a new quarter zip, a new fleece. they got plenty of them in stock. They've got the M over S logo in stock. So check that out. And, of course, whatever you're looking for, maroon and white for yourself, for your house, your car, your tailgate, whatever it is, they've got it at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Something else to do while you're up here in Starville. Why not hit up Restaurant Tyler Friday night? I mean, Friday night, if your first pitch is, what, 4 o'clock, right? That means you get out of there, it's time to go to dinner. Restaurant Tyler is the place to head to. And, of course, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday brunch before you head to Duty Noble. These are all great ideas I'm giving you. So take advantage of them. Head to Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. All right, Robbie, we're going to try it for the first time without my my, my notes. Let's see if we if if we've if done this read enough to get me through it. Priority One Bank, 
in central Mississippi. 16 locations to serve you throughout the central Mississippi area. And very important to know that each of those locations, they make their own decisions when it comes to loans. So if you need a small business loan, a personal loan, you're talking to bankers and people at that bank that you already have a relationship with. You don't have to worry about somebody calling from a different branch, this, that, and the other. It's a very great situation for you because you get to deal with the people that you know. Use the Priority One Bank app. It's streamlined. It's smooth. It's everything you need. Everything you can do at a Priority One Bank branch, you can do on the Priority One Bank app. 16 locations to serve you. Check them out at PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. All right. We're good. It's in the vault now. We don't have to worry about the, the, the notes anymore. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be honest with you, Robbie. I only have so much space left up there. So you know, something just something that's in, something's out. I don't know what it is. I, I have a ton of space. I have a ton of space. I, I, I don't just forgot use, something. I don't use my brain very often. So there's a there's a lot of there's a somebody's lot of somebody's birthday, somebody's, you know, so it's gone now. I don't have it anymore because I have the priority one bank. So there you go. All right. We are recording. It's 9 26 p.m. On a uh, on a Wednesday night, and the reason we're recording so late is this: I said it to Robbie, I was like, "We need to let this baseball game happen before we record." And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys, I was prepared. I was prepared. You know, to, Robbie was going to be on there like, "I need the old Brian Haydad. I need the Brian Haydad. That's a negative, pessimistic, jeering son of a gun." That's what he he was ready. We were ready to do that. We'll do it another day, maybe. Because Mississippi State was all over ULM from the start. Uh, 14 to 3 is the final score. Low Sanjay. We're still not 100% on that, but. Sanja. Sanja. I feel, I feel very confident that is it. Low Sanja was outstanding. Four innings pitch, seven strikeouts, only one hit, only one walk. Outstanding. I feel very. You, you said this week that you would throw Lofton and Senja to see what they had and I th- and then go forward. I think next week, both those guys, Senja will start a game next weekend and Lofton uh, could be a big yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I just feel like that. And then the hits came, including I'm putting Dakota Jordan's home run. It's at worst in my top three longest home runs I've ever personally seen at duty. Noble. I will put it up there with Nico Cavadas's shot from uh, the other day, and I guess I should say when I say personally, I wasn't at this game, but I was at the other two. This that one, and then I hate to say it, but Stephen Head's shot uh, against Mississippi State, where he he also left the stadium in right. I think uh, Brent Rooker had one to left one. Rooker time. had oh yeah, he had one in the super regional where that went into the trees out there. That's that's a good one. That's another good one. Um. Just a monstrous effort. Slate offered also with a big home run. Colton Ledbetter hit a home run today. The bats look good. There's just inconsistency right now. There's just inconsistency. They went back to the, the to high field behind the plate. He delivered with three hits, and he also got uh, he got hit by a pitch. He got on base four times, had a couple of RBI. He just looks more comfortable behind the plate than does Hancock, in my opinion. They're, they got a lot of things to figure out. It's still early in the season, but... I think that they're a talented team, especially in the batting order, and they've got some young arms. But this inconsistency, they got to find a way out of it this weekend when they play Arizona State. They they really need that. They can lose a game, but they really need that series. Yeah, they really do. 
you, you've got to make up some ground here and get get some confidence for your team. I mean, you can't do this up and down thing. I mean, last year we saw this a little bit too with them. You know, they would have a bad game and they come back and they make you feel good about yourself again. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've got to start kind of figuring things out. Stringing non-conference play. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've seen Mississippi team, Mississippi state teams do this before have terrible starts. Mm-hmm. You start questioning, you know, whether or not this team's going to be able to do anything in the sec. And then like 2016, they go and win the whole league. So, you know, I, I don't know what this team is. I, one thing that I'll say is we've seen some consistent issues that we saw from last year with, with certain players, whether it be, you know, walks or, you know, some of the things on defense. And I know that Chris Lamonis got a little, you know, I, I think he was – I think he misunderstood what I said the other night when I said that they carried over some mistakes on defense to this season – Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is late in the season, Mississippi State was not a good defensive team, and they were bad in that, especially the final few SEC series, they mm-hmm. were bad, and then they've become a bad defensive team in the first few games this year. You know, he, he kind of dismissed that and talked about how he had a top five defense, whatever. They were bad late in the season. They were, they've been bad early this year. Yeah. They've been bad as far as throwing strikes, too. So they've got to figure out the defense has got to be stronger because the pitching – I just don't think it's going to be consistent enough throughout a ball game for them to just shut an offense down and go through a pitcher's duel. So the defense has got to be on top of things. If if you get a ball put in play, you need to get the out. So uh, defense has got to get a lot better. And to me, that means adjusting things on the defensive side. Luke Hancock's got to be at first base. Mm -hmm. I I just – I think that – there, right now, Hunter Hines is not playing his, be- his best there. Luke mm-hmm. Hancock has been very good at first base for the last two yeah. years. You let Hancock so, or let Hines DH to keep the bat in the lineup. Right. And then you, you're just going to have to kind of figure it out, you know, what they did today. They put Bryce Chance out there in the outfield, but that takes Kellum Clark out. I think Kellum Clark was actually injured today. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing I saw, took a foul ball off the leg. They expect him back for the weekend. Somebody's going to have to sit, and that's unfortunate, but – and this is this is the SEC, you know. We, it's not about feelings; it's about winning. Mm-hmm. So it's and, and I and I, I hate it for Luke Hancock because I know he came back this year to play catcher. Yeah, but Ross Highfield has the higher ceiling at that position. It's very evident, and he's a he is the better first baseman right now, at least right now, over Hines. And Hines cannot sit; he's got to be in the lineup. So that to me. I feel like that's the best thing for Mississippi State is those three guys at those positions and in the lineup uh, where they are. And Luke Hancock needs to be in the lineup too every day because he is a, a steady bat. I think he's hitting the ball. He's got a, he is, and he's he's got a, a part in this lineup. So I, I don't think sitting him is the answer, but I think that's what you got to do there. Um, and then you know I just I don't. Don't know what what they're going to do at shortstop. I mean, I know people are clamoring for Lane Forsythe to to get replaced, and then other yeah. people are fight or wanting to fight fist fight you if you question that. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but I, I'd like to see David Mershon get a little bit of um, innings and see what he can do. Yeah. I know I think he's right now he's he's hurt because he hasn't been taken infield with the team. So 
um, as far as that's concerned, I mean, there, there's a few things that you can still do defensively for Mississippi State to kind of change it up. But the bottom line is, to me right now, these freshmen look really different than a lot of the other freshmen that we've seen come through here mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, this, um, this is what happens when you get some guys out of the draft. And Dakota yes. Jordan is a guy who could have been drafted. Highfield is a guy who could have been drafted. Yes. Um, and then, you know, Sanjay, Sanjay, and Lofton could have probably been drafted. This is what elite freshmen do for you. They, mm-hmm. they, 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 they infuse talent in the lineup. You do that, then you've added a couple of good transfers and Ledbetter and Larry. And then you had guys like Hancock and Clark and Slade Alford who were ready to, to, you know, who have produced or were ready to step up this year. You've got, you're right. The talent is definitely there. It's, it, it, especially in the lineup. Now, in the, in the, in, as far as pitching goes, I mean, how many guys do you really trust? Smith and Gartman, Sanjay, Lofton look like so far you've earned their trust. I like if you can pronounce his last name. Is it Sierry? Sierry. Sierry. I, I thought he yes. was very impressive uh, Tuesday night. Brought into a situation where it was like, you know, just do the best you can. And he, he did. He did really, really well. Um, Casey the Hunt. thing I like about ahead, these, ahead, these ahead. the thing I like about these freshmen is they just come in there and pound the strike zone. Yeah. And I don't know if it's – I can't figure out if it's, you know, there's the elephant in the room. Is Scott Foxhall doing things that's kind of the, you know, kind of causing issues with guys as they come in and develop? Is it that these freshmen are just a different kind of makeup and, you know, Scott Foxhall hasn't gotten to them yet? I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to all of that. I don't know what Scott Foxhall's – um, what what he's doing behind the scenes? I don't know if he's to blame for some of these guys not panning out, some of these guys not throwing strikes. I don't know, but all I know is these freshmen have come in here and have attacked hitters and have not been scared of the moment. Bradley Lofton, he walked four guys, but those were kind of scattered, and he never let that bother him. Uh, the one run he gave up was after an error, so I. I think everybody should be excited about what he showed. Mm-hmm. You should be thrilled at what you saw from uh, Sanja. He was incredible uh, being able to to work from the right side. It, by the way, better from the right side right now, but I think it has the potential to be really good on the left as well. But just never – he would allow one base runner and it never really unraveled him. Yeah. He's a different kind of guy. Him and Lofton are different. Sierra came in there attacked. Logan mm-hmm. Forsyth wasn't great on um, – on Wednesday. Wednesday. He was good on the weekend. But he, he's a guy that's going to pound the strike zone. Yeah. Um, Will Gibbs came in there and pitched really well. These freshmen are different kind of guys. I think it's time to start putting a lot on these players because Mississippi State's got to compete this year. You can't have another year where you, where you are you have to be uh, back in the struggling. To, yeah, Period. you can't have a year where Period. you're struggling with those strikes. If these guys can throw strikes, even if they're giving up bombs, you put them in there. You let him go. What were your thoughts on Casey Hunt getting to pitch today? Do you think he's out of the weekend rotation, or do they just want to give him an inning and see what happens? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he didn't throw much, so, I mean, he's capable of coming back on the weekend. I thought it was interesting that they threw him out there because, I mean, I I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were trying to get him some more confidence heading into the weekend, or maybe they're just trying to – get him going for a middle relief role. I don't know. But um, that's going to be interesting. I think that if he does pitch another weekend, if he 
can't get it done this weekend, I think you've got to find another role for him and get somebody else in there. I mean, you just cannot have a guy on the weekend that's only going to last a couple innings. It's not going to be very effective. So um, I think that he seems to to handle middle relief or back in the bullpen or whatever a little better. But um, they've they've tried to kind of force this starting role on him, and I know he that's what he wants is to be a starter, but it just hasn't worked out so far. But we'll see what happens this weekend if he is starting. I'm I'm interested to see because I I, I, I mean my first thought is that he wouldn't start Saturday. So do you go Smith and then Gartman and then KC on Sunday? Or do you want to, you know, keep Gartman on Sunday? He was very effective there last week and try to figure something else out for for Saturday. But who would that be at this point? You know, I Yeah, don't, I don't know. I mean the I would think that not the, Stinnett. Yeah, I would think that it that one of the two freshmen was going to get a shot, but them starting in the midweek kind of eliminates that. Uh, so maybe you can get them one of those guys into the rotation next week. But I don't know what they're going to do. I, Lanny Gartman, I thought was really good last week. I think he's locked in a spot, and we know Cade Smith's going to have a spot locked in as well. So right. that Saturday spot is really up for grabs, I think. It's only going to be game, what, six, seven, eight of the season. So it, it's not – it's it's difficult to talk about baseball because everybody wants to tell you how early it is. But at the same time, if after eight games you're four and four, you're three and five, you're not in good shape. You're not you're – not, a tournament team at that point. You 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 can't. I can't sit here with a straight face and say, okay, a team that loses four games of its first eight is going to win fourteen or fifteen conference games when we get to that. So, you know, is this in terms of of just getting this team off the schneid and getting some positive momentum? Is this like the most important early season series we've seen in quite some time? I mean, I know two years ago they were in that that tournament out there in Texas where there were all these top 15 teams, but you knew that team was going to be good. They had too much veteran leadership. There weren't any questions about that team. This team has so many questions. Is, is this just a massive series, the likes of which we haven't seen in a few years? Yeah, I don't know where it stacks up, but it's a really important series. I mean, you're talking about a Power 5 team coming in. They're going to be much more talented than VMI. And, you know, I mean, if you look at the VMI series – you have to consider, too, on that Saturday game, State got up so big, and I think they just let off the gas. I mean, we've seen that oh, they before. did, for sure. I mean, it's it's more concern for me that mentally they couldn't just lock in and just come in there and throw strikes. But at the same time, I mean, we're not, we're not going to sit here and say VMI is a better team than Mississippi State or even close. And I don't know – quite frankly, what happened against ULM, but State's a better team than what they've shown they should be in in the first couple of weeks. Will they kind of rise to the challenge here? I mean, this is, this is when you need that Mississippi State mentality to come through here. I mean, you guys are playing for one of the biggest brands in college baseball. The players have got to kind of dig down deep here and realize – that they're good enough to, to go go into these three games and win all three and um, and have the mentality that they're going to take the games away from Arizona State. You can't 
let the pressure of playing at Mississippi State get to you, let the pressure of playing in front of the fan base, whatever. Because I think at times last year the team was overwhelmed with that, was overwhelmed with the pressure, and we've probably seen it in the first couple of weeks so far this week. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of blame going to the coaches, but sometimes you got to look at the players and say, I mean, guys, you got to get the job done. There's there's positions that the coaches can put the players in, and, and there's a certain place where they their influence kind of stops and it goes to the players. I think that that's where it boils down to for Mississippi State. They have the guys. It's not, you know, people talking about, well, I mean, we're just, you know, Lamona's just must have just won with Ken Azaro's recruits. He's got four or five guys on this roster that could be in the MLB yeah. in a few years. I mean, I, I'm serious. I mean, the talent is there for Mississippi State. They're not lacking in talent. These guys have, have just got to go out there and get the job done, and that's what it boils down to. I feel like if they go out there and win this series this weekend, they'll start, they'll roll off. Now, granted, next week, the first midweek game is against Southern Miss, and that is going to yeah. be a tough, tough game. Very Southern Miss is playing really good baseball. Their pitching staff is unbelievable. Be a good matchup because State's bats have been good. Southern Miss's arms have been good. We'll see how that, that pans out. But once you get past that, then you roll into that, you know, that, 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 the, the, the tournament in Texas, there's name brands there. But they're not juggernauts. Ohio State, Cal, Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma played for a national title last year, but let's not pretend that Oklahoma's a year-in, year-out power in college baseball. You should be able to go out there and play well. And then you have a, a little stretch before conference play where you play some some lesser teams. They need to build up. And then your first conference series is against Kentucky. So you have a chance to get some wins here. If they get the wins, everything will be fine. If they don't get the wins, then we'll know which way this, this season's going and we can start talking about the hard decisions that are going to have to be made. But they at least bounce back today, and I, and they bounce back on Sunday too. That's two. That's two games in a row where they've lost and they've come back and not only won, but they've won big. They've won pretty convincingly. So I, I mean, that if I'm going to try to find a positive, there there it is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but that that's the thing. Now you got to stack that. That that's what's so stacking wins. Yes, that's what's so frustrating about the team. They did it last year too. They would struggle for a little bit and mm-hmm. then they would bounce back. Until the end of the year, when everything just overwhelmed, yeah, right up until the Ole Miss series, they won the Ole Miss series. And yeah, I will never forget that the way I felt on that Monday after the Ole Miss series, thinking, okay, State won the series, they're going to win the Governor's Cup on Tuesday, and they're going to take off from here and get everything back in order, and they'll be in the tournament. Whereas, and I also thought, and Ole Miss is about to completely flame out, and they're going to fire Bianco at the end of the year, and look what happened. Lesson is, don't ever listen to me. Never trust me. I'm always wrong. Well, I think everybody was that was. The, I, I do. And, yeah, I mean, I and think Ole Richard Miss and Borky were. Yeah. Ole Miss wasn't super impressive to close the year either. Yeah, they just they kind of you know left well, last up team and in. got in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that was that was just all kind of destiny. All that yeah. happened. Let's not call it that. It, well, it was. That was a pact with the devil. I don't think so. Yeah, something like that. All right. Let's move on into basketball. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. I don't know if you saw this, Robbie. Did you see, you know, we talked for a while about the best steak in Mississippi in that contest. Did you see who won? Who won? A place I have never gone for a steak. Huck's Place in Columbus. Really? Yeah, they won. So I need to get over there and try a steak. Well, I'm going to have to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go, go get a steak. Yeah, they won the best steak. So congrats to them. Uh, and, of course, if you love a steak, Grill them up yourselves. Fire up the grill this weekend. Going to be great weather. Get the grill going. Get the fire going and put a couple steaks out there for you and yours. Nobody is going to complain about that. I promise you. 
Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meat. Speaking of not complaining, if you somebody's like, hey, we're going to Two Brothers, nobody's complaining about that. So why don't you do it? That might be the, uh, the the call to make this week. I mean, again, 4 o'clock first pitch for Friday means you can get out and get dinner afterwards and then, you know, a, maybe a, an early lunch and then head over to the hump on Saturday. And then, you know, I mean, that's that's great meals waiting to happen. Good times, great meals. And then, you know, after the game on uh, Saturday night, head over to Two Brothers as well. Great place to hang out in the Cotton District. Enjoy all the people watching. Enjoy a great time. And, of course, the most important part, enjoy some great food. Smoked Southern Soul Food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service is what every business promises you. Advantage Business Systems, they will deliver it to you. 48 years of doing exactly that. Give them a call today and find out how they can help your business. When you need technology, they have got you covered. Anything you need, copiers and printers, computers, laptops, mailing systems, information systems, they've got it all. And they've got the top name brands. And of course, they have the 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 service that you are looking for. They have the promise of great service, which is what everybody wants to hear. Nobody wants to hear that they're not going to get great service, right? I'm promising you that you're going to get great service when you deal with Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I mentioned it earlier. You got to get a new, you know, this weekend's going to be a little chilly. Go, Go by the Rogue and pick up one of their brand new M over S pullovers. They're awesome. They are top quality, great name brands, and they have the quality that you would expect when you're dealing with the Rogue, one of the South's top men's clothing stores. And also, never forget, Dakota Jordan, he hit that massive home run today. Guess what? He is a Bulldog NIL athlete, and he has an NIL deal with the Rogue. So you're supporting 474-foot home runs every time you buy a shirt or a pullover from the road. Great selection, great service, the logos that you want. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Dolce, I got the word today, this weekend, they will have the bagels, and they, it's on from there. So if you're looking for a great breakfast in Starkville, head over to Dolce. If you're looking for a great lunch, they have the artisanal grilled sandwiches, grilled cheese sandwiches, and of course, if you're just looking for a sweet treat, they've got you covered at Dolce. 509 University Drive, next to Blue Do's. It's just the place to be. A little bit of everything under one roof and a lot more coming your way there as well. That's Dolce, 509 University Drive, Starville's place to satisfy its sweet tooth. Tough loss for Mississippi State uh, Wednesday night, or yeah, Tuesday night in, in Missouri. That was the game I, I said it that State needed, or State wanted but didn't need. They didn't need it. They could live without it. But now we've gotten to the point, Robbie, Saturday's game, with Texas A&M, that is one Mississippi State needs. I would go so far as to say a win would have them in, barring any shenanigans the last week of the regular season. But a loss is probably going to have them looking to get to Nashville and win some games. This is a, one of the biggest basketball games we've had on this campus in quite some time. I expect a pretty big crowd. Have they announced anything on that? Have they announced close to a sellout or how many tickets no. or anything like that? It's weird, right? Well, they must not be close to a sellout, if I had to guess. That is... Thoroughly disappointing if it is indeed the case. Well, I, you know, I, I still feel like the fan base is like still kind of like on the fence. Like they're not fully invested. It's kind of weird. Like against Kentucky, you know, we had the set, they had the sellout, and there was still a ton of empty seats 
at the top of the arena. I mean, it wasn't completely mm-hmm. packed. And that was that was one of the bigger games in a long, long time. But, but I feel like it's getting close, but fans are still kind of like, eh, you know, I mean, well, there's still there's still a few. I think they're more bought in than they have been, obviously. Oh, easily, easily. The other thing to remember is Wednesday games are just a different animal. Right? It, it is tough for every people. A 7.30 tip on a Wednesday, it's tough. I get it. This is a 2 o'clock tip on a Saturday. It's 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 you, you would you would hope you would hope it would be packed. It should be packed. Um, we're going to talk tomorrow to Travis Brown. He covers the Aggies for uh, the Bryan College Station Eagle. We got a good preview for you uh, for this game. But for just your, your thoughts early on here, when you watched Texas A and M is such an interesting team. They have two quad four losses. Yeah, if they didn't have those. They would probably be fighting for like a th- a two or a three seed. They're only a game back of Alabama. Are you watching that game right now? Yeah, I am. What's the score now? It's 54-51 Alabama. So Alabama has gained the lead. They were they have been losing most of that game to South Carolina. And um, and and playing Brandon Miller who apparently is like part of the whole murder thing. Yes. And they're just dismissing it like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. But A&M's only a game back of them. They play each other the last week of the season. So that game could very well be for the SEC Championship. But that, those two bad losses are what's killing Texas A&M as far as their resume. State's resume took a hit this week. Georgia has finally dropped to the point where that is a quad three loss for Mississippi State. So that state has finally got its first quad three loss. They're twelve and one quad three and quad four combined. Uh, they are six and um, six and eight quad one quad two combined. This is a quad one opportunity for Mississippi State. Texas A&M well above the the thirty range. Uh, coming into Stark Bowl. This is a massive game for Mississippi State. They have to learn from the mistakes of of, Wednesday, of Tuesday night. 28 threes, 12 shots by Eric Reed. Those are not the formula for Mississippi State winning basketball games. No, and uh, Christian's clarified that Shaq Moore was available late in the game, right? Very, very odd situation, yeah. I thought he might have got hurt. Did he not get hurt? I mean, he said he was available. I mean, I, I, what else can I, mean, I tell? How, how is he not in the game? I don't know the answer to that. I think maybe it was a defensive idea that Reed gave him a little bit more defensively. They wanted well, to he, he was bit, taking a, a lot of shots that were in the possession. That's the issue, though. Like, you, were, you weren't gaining. There was no net gain because Reed kept taking shots and missing shots. He hit a couple shots early in the game, which really helped Mississippi State in the first half. But that ended up being sort of a... Uh, a problem in the second half because he just he felt like he was he was back to shooting, and he someone and, said someone commented that you didn't know basketball because you said Eric Reed needs a red light. What what when do we draw the line on like when when do we say okay say maybe that? that's this was like a few weeks ago and they were talking about uh, you and I you and I were talking about you, you need less shots from DJ Jeffries and Eric Reed yeah and after DJ had that one good game. And Eric Reed hit that one shot against Arkansas. It was, yeah, this is why I don't listen to some people don't know what they're talking about when whenever well, I hear, on Twitter whenever or on people, the message board. On the message board. Oh, I gotta find it's it. All, you know, any anytime we say something, it's oh, they don't know what they're talking about on there just because we got quad one and quad two messed up messed up one time. Yeah. But at what how many consecutive shots do does he miss? Where we finally say, okay, maybe lay off the shots a little bit, right? Like, when do we when do we draw the line there? Yeah, you know, 
because he was taking some big shots late in the game last night, and none of them were were close to falling, and just can just continued to do it. And I, like I just, I, I get it that they want him to continue to shoot, and that eventually he will hit a big shot, and somebody will say what they said last time. But at what point do we say like maybe somebody else needs to take that shot, or maybe we need to pass it off one more time? Right. Because it was it was not working. It was a detriment late in the game. State's guards were not good last night. Deshaun Davis had a couple of big buckets late, but combined, he and Eric Reed were five of twenty-six. I mean, not yeah. great. Uh, only DJ Jeffries was in double digits. He had ten. Obviously, Tolu had the double double, but you know, Cam and uh, and Shaq both with nine points. I, I would have much rather seen some of those attempts and those minutes go to Shaq more than than Eric Reed, who's just he's just been a disappointment this year. There's just no getting around that. I think you got well, you, you know you what's going to be. You know, State's going to have now. By the way, you know, my well, this is way back. I, I forget when it, it was. I will search for it. It was right after the Arkansas game, I think. Yeah. But um, it's the same group that, that I mean, we're going to continue to talk about basketball, whether you think we know we're talking about or not. I don't, I don't care. But yeah, um, I, I just continue to think like your offense, Tolu is what he is. I mean, he's a he's a key part of the offense every game. But I feel like the offense like comes and goes by what, how Deshaun Davis and Shaq Moore are producing, and if they're not producing, then it's going to be a struggle. But the defense again was very good against Missouri. They hit two big shots, and you just have to tip your hat. And I don't think there's anybody that you could really be upset about um, with Mississippi State because I thought that. The defense was good. You were in position. That's all you could ask for. It was going to be a very difficult game to win on the road. And they hit two big shots in a row, and that's one of those things you just tip your hat. So I mean, State had the lead. They do, and it's not a game where you can point to the officials and say the officials screwed you. No. It, it, you just lost. You lost because they hit the big shot at the end. Simple they as hit that. hit two right. big shots in a row. <laughs> and you had, I mean, you had the lead going into the, the final possession, final 15 seconds right. when they hit that shot. Yeah, you, did, you did everything you could do. He just the walked. guy, the guy that hit the shot is your age, and he he was, he was playing he was playing in the Sanderson Center the year at. Oh Oakland. no no he no no he played in the ten gym my friend. <laughs> he played over at the ten gym with me and those guys. Gosh, that dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, anyway, tough loss for state, but they can bounce back if they get a win on Saturday. All is forgiven. All is taken care of. They'll they'll, they'll yeah. beat in the NCAA tournament if they beat South Carolina and Van- and honestly if they beat Texas A and M they maybe can lose to Vandy and still be okay. Yeah, just, but if they but if they go three just and have to if you if you do if you do lose to Vandy you mm-hmm. have to beat A and M and uh, South Carolina. Right, and then you know one win in, in Nashville would get it done I think at that point. But yeah, three and oh you are in. No questions asked. Twenty one and ten, nine and nine you're in. No matter what happens in the SEC tournament, so. If nothing else, Robbie, by the way, who who would have ever thought we might be disappointed this team doesn't make the NCAA tournament? I think everybody should be happy with the direction of this program, whether they make it or not. Yeah, I agree. They dug themselves in a hole with that 1-7 start, but it's been a different team down the stretch. I mean, you, you cannot be upset about what you've seen this year. Yeah, I agree. All right, tomorrow's show, like I said, we'll have that great interview with uh, – with Travis, we'll talk to him about Mississippi, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. We'll preview this game a little bit more, and uh, we'll talk some baseball as well. Guys, have a great Thursday. Back with you on Friday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Mississippi Media Production.